The Author Hangout, episode number 66. He came back to me and he said, if, if 600 people buy this book from you, this is not going to do anything to you. How are you mm. going to get the word out? Welcome to the Author Hangout, where we interview best-selling authors and experts in the book publishing industry to reveal the tips and advice you need to succeed as an author in today's publishing landscape. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Sean Manaher. Welcome to another episode of the Author Hangout, where authors like you learn how to sell more books through the lessons, experiences, and wisdom from their fellow authors. He's a professional kite surfer and medical graduate turned sought-after speaker, social media strategist, and coach who managed to generate more than 10,000 pre-orders for his first self-published book. 25 stories I would tell my younger self shot to be number one in Amazon Kindle's bestseller list as a result, and he has been enjoying widespread exposure ever since. Today, he's here to share his repeatable secrets for success. So please join me in welcoming an entrepreneur and author who knows how to enter the self-publishing world with a bang, Julian Hosp. Julian, thanks for joining me on the Author Hangout. Hey, Sean. It's a pleasure to be on. Absolutely. And Julian, as we get things rolling, this is your first self-published book, first story. I, I usually am talking with people who have years of experience of like doing the self-published and book publishing thing. And, I, and I'm here thinking, man, this is his first book. So why don't you share with me the story behind what you decided, why you decided to become a, a published author? Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'm really, really excited. I still can't believe it. I have to admit uh, the day I opened Amazon and suddenly had the little button there, congratulations and stuff. I was, yeah, it was pretty nice. Um, so my story is uh, not very straightforward, but so the story how the book started was I was running my own company uh, here in Hong Kong. I'm based out of Hong Kong for the last uh, five years, actually, or four and a half years. And uh, well, I stepped away from that business last year because my dream had always been before I'm 30, I want to be, if you want to call it, I want to be retired. And that was always mm -hmm. my dream. And I had achieved that. And so I stepped away from the business last year and suddenly I was there and there was such an empty gap in there. And so I had to fill that gap because suddenly I had no goal in life. And uh, people started reaching out to me. They were like, hey, you did so well in this business. Why don't you help me do something? And so I started absolutely just helping people all over the world, uh, giving them tips with the struggles I had. And so at some point I realized, oh my gosh, this is absolutely not scalable. I have 24 hours a day and I'm going the exact opposite direction that I had planned on going. I need to make this more scalable. And mm. uh, that's how the initial idea of the book got started. The idea was to have uh, stories lead the way with really important lessons attached to every individual mm. story. And that's how it started at the beginning of 2015. Fantastic. And Julian, why? there's a couple of things I wanted to focus on. Number one, I'd love to know how in the world you did it by retiring at 30, but also stories leading the way. Why is that important to you? So why don't we pick up with the first question. How'd you retire by 30? <laughs> this is a, uh, a couple of stories actually in the book talk exactly about that. So that goes back to when I was in med school and I finished medical school. Um, they taught us everything there that I need to learn as a medical doctor. And when I was in the hospital, I realized, okay, I'm quite suited for helping other people, but I had absolutely no idea how to help myself. And mm -hmm. uh, so I, this was at the age of 23, 24, when I started a lifelong journey of self-studying and learning. And I'd always been an avid learner and reader. And so I read mm -hmm. literally any self-help book. And I think 
Um, well, it went, I mean, I was quite fortunate. I was at the right place at the right time, definitely. But I think with hard work and dedication and uh, smart investment choices, uh, smart choices with who to, who to listen, who not to listen to, um, mm. I think it is doable. Not easy, but I think uh, just like in anything, if, if it's not easy, it's definitely worth pursuing. Yeah, absolutely. And Julian, why don't we pick up then about this idea of stories leading the way? Why is that important to you? Um, so when I was running my own company, uh, we, of course, just like any company, we had to generate massive amount of sales. And yeah. so we were training uh, salespeople how to sell. And so I was always listening to sales trainers we had there, and they always said, stories sell, facts tell. I mean, they said it the other way, facts tell, stories sell. And so the key was always, okay, if you wanted someone to buy into your idea that you're trying to sell to them, you cannot tell them the facts of the product. You have to tell them the benefits, the stories. You have to make it really nice. And then the other person starts to identify themselves with the, with the product. And so the reason I called my book 25 Stories, I would tell my younger self, and I wanted to lead with the stories was, if I think back of my younger self, my younger self, just like me today, was stubborn like nuts. So if I would have <laughs> just gone there and said, listen, my young buddy, you're doing this wrong. You have to do X, Y, Z. My younger self would have never, ever listened. But if I would mm. tell the story first and sh show, hey, listen, this is what I did and this is what happened. So these are the three key takeaway lessons you should take away from there and you better write them down. And I, and <laughs> I think that this would have worked and it, it, it did and it still does. And with that, Julian, then why don't you tell us a little bit more? Uh, you dived into it just a little bit, but tell us a little bit more about your book, 25 Stories I Would Tell My Younger Self. So the 25 stories, they start at the age of four, when I was four, and they finish in the presence. Um, I talk about personal experiences, and I had quite diverse ones. They go from my childhood experience with my mom, who was really, really hard on me because she grew up out of a in a farmer's family. So she instilled that hard drive of working at an early age. It goes mm -hmm. into me doing professional sports, what, how I learned to, to hustle really hard and how I learned to never give up until something is finished. It goes yeah. through, it goes through really crazy stories. Like I had this ex-girlfriend who was actually a, a con, like a, a convicted person in Canada and she cheated on literally everyone around me. And there was some really crazy lessons to take away from there. And it goes wow. to medical studies. It goes to how I started my own business, how I became financially free and all these steps. So, and it, it's always the story behind and then always three key lessons out of this story so that people that read this story, maybe they, I mean, I, I don't think they will experience the same exact story, but similar stories. And they can identify yeah. themselves with their childhood. Everyone, I think, has some experiences from their childhood. And they're like, let me think, how does, was this for me? Oh, yeah, right. Uh, ah, these three things. Oh, yeah, totally. I can relate to that. I should take those three mm, things away. Fantastic. I really like that because oftentimes when we hear great advice, it's like, here's the great advice of, or here's the story. And then you're left like, well, that was a great story. What the heck do I do it? So what? And I like the idea of the format that you give some lessons to kind of apply it to our daily life. Yeah. Now that was, uh, I, I mean, I'm this kind of person wherever I go, if I go to a, a conference and if I went to a seminar or I listened to a webinar or wh wherever I went, even in school, the best teachers, they told vivid stories and then they packed those around super important lessons. And I, this was my key target in the book. So, and that took me a mm. lot of effort to really think about, okay, so this is the story that I would love to tell, but how can I tell the story in an exciting and fun way, but at the same time, really give massive value to the reader. So he doesn't just read like a fiction book. 
uh, he should really read it as a nonfiction book. And that was a really tricky part, actually. Well, Julian, what other, I know we're going to get into how you actually launched your book, but I wanted to know, uh, do you have any of the books in the pipeline? What's going on next for you? Wow, good question. I had to, so I have to admit, I started with this book in February and it started pretty clueless. I just said, okay, I need to write this book because why am I talking to people one-on-one? Uh, I could yeah. just package these stories and then people could just read that and they, I don't always have to be there. So I have to admit that a lot of things just came along the way and I'm more of this along the way person. So I have some really yep. good ideas for it for the next year. It's not necessarily a book per se right now. It's more of products leveraged off that book just because I see the crazy good response that I, I mean, I knew the book was going to be good, but I didn't know that the response was going to be so open for many people. So what do you think, I know the answer, but the audience, they, they don't know you, Julian. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you recently wrote a, an article that really caught my attention. But how, tell us how your book was launched. So, I mean, I, I have to thank one person really uh, a lot for that because he was the person who was a very early reader of my book. And that was at the beginning, end of July. It was throughout July. And he read like a draft and I was still working through it. And I wanted him to look see if the stories are congruent and stuff. And so he read that and he came back to me and he said, wow, Julian, it's a really great book. But I mean, I know you know a lot of people, but if if 600 people buy this book from you, this is not going to do anything to you. How are you mm. going to get the word out? And so he inspired me and that was in July. And he inspired me to really think about um, how to actually get the word out. And since I had absolutely no clue how to do this, but I'm a really, really hard worker, what I did was I read, of course, I read, I used a lot of the tools that you are also providing. I, I looked on your Facebook page. I subscribed to many tools that so that I could improve mailing lists and so on. But the key strategy that I used was um, simply because that's the person I am. I took my phone and I started calling people all around the world, that all people that I know, and started to talk to them and say, hey, listen, I don't know if you know, maybe you do, maybe you don't. I'm launching my book. My plan is I want to go out in November and I need your support. I need your support. You need Mm. to share my word. You need to get my book. If you just do this one thing, please do this. And it was amazing. You could see how, well, you see who really wants you to succeed and who's just going to say, hey, you know what? I don't really care. But uh, I had a lot of people who said, Julian, that's really awesome. I love the title. love the idea. Definitely. uh, As soon as you know more, give me a call again. I'll take 50 books. I'll take 100 books. I mean, I had more pre-orders offline in total than I ever had online. And this is just because of relationship building. And walk us through some of that, because I know that some of the authors that are listening in, they're they're introverts, and they may not be, as you come across, obviously, you're a confident guy, you're out there, you're more of an extrovert than an introvert. It seems pretty obvious to me that you are. How do you see this kind of tactic of building a pre-order to be a successful way in which the introvert could even do it? Uh, totally. I think that's a really great question. I think a good book strategy comes from three pillars. So it's about writing the book and uh, the book has to be good. I mean, the content has to be good. Uh, it has to be about the the, the, the logistics, the, the distribution, the publishing, if you want to call it. My girlfriend mm-hmm. took care of that. But so if you are an introvert and you and this is the third pillar pillar, you have to get the book out. So you have to do the marketing. And so I always believe play your strengths and, uh, well, compensate with someone else for your weaknesses. So if you're really mm. introverted, 
use strategies and tactics where you might not pick up the phone and the other person probably is not going to expect it anyways because if you're an introvert, probably you're not going to, you haven't been out mm-hmm. so much anyways. So maybe yeah. drop them an email or reach out to those few people where you have a bit of a relation and explain your situation, tell them what you need and ask for help. I think it is mm. one of the biggest things to, in today's society that people, they just, they are too scared to really sincerely ask for help. And that's what I truly did. I, I would have called you up and I would have said, hey, Sean, listen, buddy, I am yeah. really, I need your help. This is what my plan is. And I don't know if I can do it if you don't help me. So I would really appreciate that. And I, it came down, it came out from my, from down to earth. And I would have done the same thing via email. And I think there is a, an internal feeling for human beings to help other people if it comes from down to earth heart. And th- that's what I yeah. did. So if you're an introvert, I think either find people who are going to help you with this or mm-hmm. use strategies where, like email, for example, where you really can build a one-on-one uh, relation through this email. I think the thing that you're not allowed to do, and that's what I didn't do, was you cannot use mass strategies. You cannot send mm. out mass emails. You cannot blast out something because the other person feels that. So I really would relate to you. And I would say, hey, listen, Sean, remember we were talking there and there. Can you remember we had dinner there? And we were, and I would really relate the individual story. Mm. So you would know, okay, I'm not just blasting this out to 100 people. No, this is really to you. How many people do you think you reached out to? I, over 5,000, I'm sure. In over 100 days, over 5,000 people in person. So, yeah, this was... Wait, 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 wait. Five, you said 5,000. That wasn't a typo in your no, words, right? 5,000. <laughs> okay, so... I'm sure because I there? reached yeah. out to everyone I know on LinkedIn in person. I reached everyone that I know on Facebook in person. I reached out to everyone that I really know, actually know, and not just people that, okay, yeah, yeah. really in person. I reached out to every single person in my phone, I reached out to every email contact that I had ever saved that I know in person and in person. So, and I really always tried to relate the individual story mm. to that so that the other person felt okay. And I mean, it was unbelievable. I had people that I would have never expected it. Um, I, to, to a total coincidence, I connected to a doctor in the US. And so that mm-hmm. doctor was so fascinated with my story. He pre-ordered hundreds of books just because I connected on a personal level to one of his friends. And he Mm -hmm. was like, you know what? This doctor would be awesome for you to connect. And Mm. this was what what it came down to. The same thing happened to me with a friend in Thailand. It was just unbelievable how people, sincerely, if you ask them down to earth, they do want to help you. And with that, in building that one-to-one relationship and relating to it, you talked about not mass selling. I Honestly, I, I, I think that one-to-one relationships, we saw that for book marketing tools in the author hangout when we were early on in uh, Google+. Plus. We were like one-to-one relationships, building it, building it. It really was dynamic. But to maintain that over a period of time, really tough to do. But it sounds like these one-to-one relationships are, are, are a key to the success that you had. What kind of overall success, like how many downloads, how many pre-orders did you end up getting for your book? Um, so I can tell you the online downloads because I just looked. So we launched, I mean, we had the book up a week ago. So that was November 11th. Um, we didn't do any marketing until the 14th. So the first three days was really quiet. And I, for some reason, I had some sales, which, okay, I don't really get where they come from, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so from the 14th until today, we had just downloads. Uh, close to 20,000 now. That's just downloads. Wow. 
and we have the offline. So that doesn't count the pre-orders. So we have the physical book, the paperback coming out next week uh, on December 1st. And I don't have any online pre-orders. So these are all offline pre-orders of people that are paying and buying the books directly. So this does not count all the Amazon shipping. In getting the pre-orders, what logistically did this look like for you? Did you have an email for them to get the information of where to go? Or what did you end up doing or saying to get them to actually do the pre-order? So to actually do the pre-order, I really did that all in one-to-one. So it was really like, okay, so can you transfer me the money there? Can you pay here? Um, I just charged them via PayPal. I mean, that was absolutely non-scalable, uh, non-like, okay, here's a website, go there. No, mm-hmm. it was really, I wanted to give people the feeling they're helping me, they're not part of a big system. So it was really, okay, so I, my goal was, actually my own, my goal was, uh, because we're printing, so my girlfriend does all the logistics and she's so awesome with yeah. this. And so she told me, okay, Julian, if you can do a thousand pre-orders, then we are going to get a good price for our printer. So I said, okay, I need to get a thousand pre-orders. Okay, so I started and it's, uh, I would have never thought that we can 10x that. But uh, I, I was because I went in with such a massive load and nobody mm-hmm. immediately said, you know what, I'm going to take 20 books. You know what, I'm going to buy two books. Not, no one did that straight away. So I, I went in with this massive effort and suddenly over, the, over four to eight weeks, people came back to me with all, these, uh, with, with all the feedback. And so mm-hmm. from one day to the other, I didn't go to 1,000, I went to 10,000. And that was the, the massive push there. Man, this is pretty exciting to hear that you did so much hard work. And if there's anything that I'm, I'm really just hearing is that you don't sleep. <laughs> I, you're right. The last, uh, especially since Saturday, I mean, we're yeah. recording this on a Wednesday. So in yeah. the last four days, I mean, today was the first day that I really slept in a little bit just because I had to. I felt, wow. <sighs> And for this strategy, I have to admit, for this strategy, I have to thank, there was a really good speech. I took that strategy from Airbnb because Airbnb was the company who had their success and breakthrough exactly through that. They were the ones who were struggling for two years. And then they had, they, they used this non-scalable thing where they were like, oh, it's non-scalable. Who does that? And they went to New York, <laughs> talked to all their people who were renting out their houses there or giving a, letting people stay there and asked them how to do it. And they built the fan base from there. And these people, they spread the word into the whole world. And so for me, it was the same thing. And so I never wanted to make this scalable. To me, this was, okay, I understand it's a one-time thing, but if you do this, you're going to be special to me and I'll make you feel special because you're helping me. Awesome stuff. And as we close the episode, there's one last question that we like to ask everybody that uh, is a guest of ours. And it may seem like craziness to ask you this, but um, what three things would you tell yourself to do to help you sell more books? Okay, so I would have... I would have done one thing first. I would have started with everything a lot earlier. I think I could have done it a lot more professionally and with a lot less craziness if I would have understood in February already how important the whole marketing strategy is. And it would probably give me a lot faster speed right now uh, where I really need to, I need to get the traction uh, after this amazing launch and I need to keep the traction. So I need, this is what I would do different. I feel that right now that I was really pressing everything in. And so it was, if I would have a lot, if I would have had a couple of months more time, that would give me a lot of uh, mm. leeway. So if you're an author and you think about writing or you have written uh, a book, this is the key thing. You, you, it is about don't write and then finish the writing and then start the marketing. Start writing, start the marketing. So it should be one-on-one. 
Um, the second thing, and that was to me the biggest chaos. I relied on the wrong people when it came to uh, making the cover, making the layout for the book, uh, doing the the typesetting. I mm. I, I relied on people where I believed they were good just because of mm-hmm. of word say, but not because yep. they were actually good. So. I'm not even choking. On a Monday, on Monday before the launch, so Monday and our launch was Saturday. I had to kick out our designer, and I had to rechange everything. So because uh. nothing worked out, so the typesetting was not working, the Kindle layout wasn't working, nothing was working, and I had four days to go. It, I was close to crying. And so, to mm. me, you know, if you if you pay for something and you put people around you, it's really important that you have great people around you. I think that would have been really, really important. And the third biggest mistake was I totally lost control of the money and the budgeting because of the craziness that happened. So uh, I, I still don't know what worked and what didn't work of, this, of, this, of, the, of the marketing that we did afterwards because we did a lot of social media marketing. Mm-hmm. We did marketing with companies. We did with blogs and so on. So I cannot – at the moment, I do not know what actually worked. So it was like just – taking out something and throwing it around and hoping that something would work. So the yep. third thing what I would have done better was, and I will, is be a lot more strategic about all this. But since it was my first book, I really had no idea what was what I would expect. So uh, I was just in and I was working and I, it was all <laughs> over. It was crazy. Yeah. Yes. And you're still in the midst of it. I mean, we're talking right now. I mean, you're just literally just launching this book and just getting it off the, the off the ground. But you're already seeing some some amazing success with it. Had you looked uh, like a year ago, you were in the midst of your retirement. You were uh, on the beach someplace. You're enjoying warm weather. Did you expect to write a book and and see it published and get ten thousand pre-orders? Never ever. I mean, it was never ever ever. I, yeah. I in December over Christmas, I was in Phuket with my girlfriend, and I had this really low where I sat there, and then I read from Ryan Holiday, The Obstacle is the Way, and I read a lot of things where that was supposed to cheer me up, and I would have never even started uh, thinking about writing a book, and then. After the holidays, I thought, hey, okay, why not write a book? And so I put it on my vision board, and it's still on there. Leave a legacy, write a book. That's what's still on my vision board. Mm. I'm looking at it right now. Mm. And so I said, okay, um, well, I'll, I'll start. And so I would have, I, I would have never ever. Uh, I, I mean, I, at some point, I realized, okay, my book was going to be good because I had feedback along the way. But yep. I, since I didn't know that factor of eventually I realized, and that was really important, how am I going to get the book out? How do people know about it? Will they, will they mm-hmm. tell others? And that was where I really have to thank these early adopters because without these early adopters that actually spread the word, as an author, you're mostly lost. So I really have to thank them. That, that is the key. Fantastic. Julian, thank you so much for your time, for all the insight, all the uh, energy and the excitement that you brought to this episode of The Author Hangout. Why don't you share with people how they can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye. Thank you. Best of all is uh, connect through Facebook. So that's facebook.com slash 25 stories, two five stories. And uh, well, I can say thank you, Sean. It was a real pleasure to be on. Julian, thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate this and we'll talk to you soon. 
Thanks for listening to The Author Hangout. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher to get the new episodes delivered directly to your device. Watch the video from this episode and get the transcript at theauthorhangout.com. The Author Hangout is brought to you by bookmarketingtools.com. As an author, you might be stuck not knowing exactly what to do to market your books and yourself effectively. No problem. Book Marketing Tools has you covered through our free guide, the ultimate author checklist for online book marketing. From start to finish, you will get a broad and detailed understanding on how you can effectively go from selling no books to reaching hundreds of readers. You can get this free resource at bookmarketingtools.com slash sellbooks. And when you sign up, you enroll in our exclusive weekly author email where we share with you the latest tools and tips for authors covering things like how to find readers, selling more books, how to get book reviews, and everything an author needs to be effective in reaching readers. You can get the guide and sign up at bookmarketingtools.com slash sellbooks.